8: Every day, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling,
9: every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.
2: BoxingBoys.com What broke him down? Was it? Just the body punches? I, was, I was hitting him
9: with body
5: punch and I heard him, actually he was crying in there. You
1: were saying that Big was crying when they yeah. hit him? That, when, when did that happen? And perhaps the poor brown on Bonsquist.com. So you
10: knew you had him by that Absolutely. time. Absolutely, but I knew he was, he was tough and taking those
1: punches. Dahl D. Beyoncé
4: Productions. Making women dresses like, oh, oh, oh. Let's go champ. <laughs> it's the champ, kiss
11: Boxingbuzz.com.
5: I'ma treat him like he's a C-plus fighter. and am dominate. I'm a this fight I'm
11: talking about punishment. We're gonna punish you for 12 rounds. Either the referee says you had enough, or you can say you had enough, or you can stay
5: assed all night until you ain't had enough. And hey, I feel I'm the best in the sport. and To be the best, you got to beat the best. And all I did was beat opponents. I worked my way from the bottom to the top. I won a title by beating top competition and top fighters. This guy was i awesome. champion.
8: Do you feel that you're the best super middleweight right now?
11: 100%. Let's go
1: champ.
5: He can bring depression, he can box. I'm a true champion, I'm willing to go to his turf in Atlantic City, I'm going to step on him, I'm going to crush him, y'all can mark my work to this crush him he's a c-plus fighter i'm a a-plus fighter come saturday night next week all the fans winning because i'm a donny this guy is flat for swing while wow. i'm not worried about who his trainer is because his trainer can't get in there and fight that for J-P-L-C him wjplc production Boxing
12: Boys.com. Boxing Boys.com.
8: You need that fear. All I'm trying to do. BoxingVoice.com. What broke him down? Was it
6: just the Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to The Voice of the People.
8: 12 years. I never expected it to turn out like this. Voice.com. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. What's happening, people?
2: Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem, bro, the man from the frozen tundra. Keem,
11: straight out of Florida.
2: Liz Low, the king of Georgia. <laughs> you
9: already know what it is. It's the queen, Merckett K, Detroit, stand up. David Maldonado, New
11: York City. Don't, don't cut me off, man, don't cut me
0: off. King Amina
8: Bessex,
13: catch me for them championship rounds.
8: <laughs> Big Superman, Plainview, Texas.
13: division in Buffalo. God bless you all, in Jesus' name. child ain't nothing,
8: without the callers it ain't nothing, man. Bad girl, TKO, San Diego,
7: California. Big fish bacon. on Beach Florida. The tree, the incredible. Straight out the ATF, James
5: Benitez, Huntsville, Alabama. It ain't hating, it's just the truth. Show kid, my brother, New York, suckers. SDS promotions.
8: Coach Mide from London, U.S. Checking in Tennessee, is legal, James,
14: P-A-Y-E-N-E, it's legal. Line sex Reed, just spreading that boots, gospel. <laughs> oh from Babylon,
7: only in America, but I'm a true attestation to the
1: American dream. King born,
8: Plain Heights, Brooklyn, you heard? Four chicken wings and french fries, breakfast, and champions.
5: Let's get to
15: it. JT, New Orleans, Louisiana. Stuff like that.
5: Yo, TVB, this is Coach J-Mac. Go on to Louisiana,
15: 504, baby. Ah. What have you?
12: Yo. C-Y-E. <laughs>
15: California. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon for some. This is the number one pound for pound
8: and two-division champion, Marvin the Tank Furman from Dallas, Texas.
15: City, Bond Brandon Maurice, aka the AJ Trucker, right out of Cincinnati, baby. Mad Bat 100, US 49, Chickarelli,
13: Hollywood, California. Lewis Reyes, Boston Mass, yo, drop that SDS shit, son. This
7: message was brought to you by SDS Promotions. The
8: voice of the people, there is no equal.
3: As I always, say, please make sure you push the thumbs up. Share this in every episode of the Boxing Voice Podcast. This is TV.
8: Yeah! What up, what up, what up, what up, what up. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for the late start, but you already know I had to get the coffee right, then I had to smoke the J. You feel me? But we here, we here, we here, man, twice a day. Monday through Friday. Today we're going to be discussing Better Beef Smith, A Tale of Ten Punches. It is a all-access, 24-7 type of episode that Top Rank and ESPN have put out. And it's kind of a, a countdown of their previous opponents. I don't know if they called it A Tale of Ten Punches because it was their ten last opponents. I don't think it went that far. I felt like maybe four opponents each that they uh, reviewed. Four opponents, you know, previous past opponents, but um they did a fairly good job. It wasn't that long, it was maybe 20, 20 minutes or so, 28 minutes, not a bad length. Um they highlighted both men's power, right? And uh, because you know, knockout sells. So if they can make you believe that Callum punches as strong as, or as, excuse me, as powerful as as, uh, better beef, then it sells the fight even more. So, uh, it's my belief that that is what they are attempting to do with this episode, but, you know, I think it served its purpose for casual fans helping to attract them to this free fight. You know, all you have to do is have an ESPN subscription, and you'll be able to watch this, uh, Unification title defense, it's a mandatory defense. You know, Callum does belong here because he's a mandatory. Now, what he's done to get there, I really don't know. As a hardcore, I feel like this episode worked against them because it made me realize that Callum isn't a natural 175-pounder, that he is. That he's not a natural 175-pounder, and then he's going to be facing one of the biggest, baddest, hardest-hitting 75-pounders out there. Archer Betterbeev, uh, who is the unified champ, the man in the division, and the you know person that we all want to see in the ring versus Dimitri Bivel, um, he has a 100% knockout ratio, so that's not a good thing. For Callum Smith, who, you know, got his bicep kind of bruised up by Canelo. Um, That is his only loss, you know, no knock on that. Canelo is a pound-for-pound fighter, you know. So, Smith, if we click on his resume, 29 with 21 knockouts. And one loss. Again, his lone loss coming to pound for pound, King Canelo Alvarez. As you can see, he's had two fights at 75. Lelin Castillo, who he knocked out, brutal knockout. And then whoever the hell this is. He didn't do much to get here, but, you know, it's slim pickings in the division. Let's be real. Anthony Yard didn't do much to get a first title shot at WBO champion uh, Sergey Kovalev, and he did even less to end up getting a shot at Archer Betterbeev, who fought him in his last fight. Um, not a very top-heavy division, you know, or should I say not a very deep division, as you can see, lineal is vacant, and you have Bivol, Arthur Betterbeef, Callum Smith, Anthony Yard, who he's already faced, Callum Smith, who he's going to face, Joshua Buatsi, who just doesn't want to face anybody, uh, Dan Aziz, who's on the come up, Vazdek, who he already faced and beat. You know, it's just not a sexy division. It it, it, it it really isn't. Um, so, I don't know how excited I am for Callum to be here because he hasn't done much. You know, if you want to go off styles, make fights, he takes a lot of shots because he's a counter puncher, you know. So, every now and then, he'll take a shot to counter with his left hook or to try and counter with his right hand. So I don't know that he wants to take the shots of Arthur Betterbeef. Now look, Arthur I don't I don't think he has one punch knockout power like Wilder. Not to say that he hasn't put somebody to sleep like that. I just don't think that's what he possesses. He's more of a Matias uh more skilled heavy handed you know big punching kind of guy uh because why I say that again Anthony Yard you know what I'm saying he lasted as long as he lasted and did very well. Um, the other guy that did well is uh, Hot Rod Kalizeric, uh, and I'm killing that, but you know what it is. You know, it's Kalizeric, whatever. whatever look it up. I'm going to screen share it. It's right here. You know, he did very well. And, and I'm pointing out guys that are not world level purposely, you know. Hot Rod lasted five. You know, Marcus, let's say he's world level. He was an Olympian. He had maybe two interim straps. He lasted nine. You know, um, Joe Smith, who we thought was durable, but definitely flat-footed, tailor-made, he only went two. Marcus was a southpaw, a bit of a mover, and he lasted a little bit longer. You know, Callum's biggest win is maybe George Groves, who was a 160-pounder. I, I, I just don't know how much we're going to get out of Callum, man. I mean, Styles make fights. Again, he could land that left hook. He, he usually lands that left hook high on people's head, but he's not a one-punch knockout artist, you know. He doesn't sleep anybody but one shot. The best he can do with one shot is... Uh, you know, hurt you, and then hope to jump on you and get you out of there, and, you know, this episode did a great job of highlighting the fact that when Callum jumps on you to get you out of there, he's susceptible to getting hit with the counter shot, and they show you him being hit by Groves' counter shots. Obviously, you know, he's landing the heavier shot, so he gets away with it, but You know, he can't do that with Archer Betterbeef. He can't get hit in the mix of giving it his all to knock out Betterbeef because we know the sort of devastating puncher that, you know, Betterbeef is. But again, um, this episode did a good job of trying to highlight each man's power. But if you're not a hardcore, then you can get caught up. They magically omitted the Canelo footage. I guess they couldn't even find a highlight in there or or the directors just said, look, it don't even make sense to bring it up. Let's just say, you know, Leling is his first fight after a loss. Don't even say who... We- I don't even remember hearing them say that he lost to Canelo. It was more about, yeah, I didn't expect to come back to this level of opposition in Leling. I was expecting something a lot, you know, easier than that. And it's like, okay, they... They ignored Canelo unless I'm fucking too high to even notice it. You know, I didn't see them talk about Canelo uh or even put him in the episode. Um but they went they went that far back, bro. They went to George Groves 2018, you know, 167 pounder, but I'm pretty sure Groves was Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He has always been cuz Ward has always been a super middleweight. So, yeah, that would make sense because Groves fought Frotch twice, who was always a super middleweight. So and Dom was the 60-pounder uh, that fought Peter Quillen, and Quillin, a 60-pounder, dropped him like six times, you know. Uh. Obviously, he got in Dom out of there and won. John Ryder, that win... You know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, a lot of people thought that maybe uh, Callum didn't win that fight. I remember um, Eddie Renoso, the trainer of Canelo, taking the social media, his Instagram story saying, uh, we should fight Ryder. That di- and this was before they even fought Callum. Like, he was ins- implying, insinuating, obviously, that Ryder did enough or did you know, deserved the win and should get the Canelo prize. Fast forward, obviously, uh, Ryder didn't get it at that time, but ended up getting it anyway, right? But um, some, you know, would say that that fight with Ryder was was a little bit tough. You know, um, they brought up the Rocky Fielding win, which I'm not saying isn't a good win, but, I mean, man... They went in a bag. That's 2015. So, like, you trying to trick the casuals that bad? Did you went you went? What are we talking? Eight years, seven years ago, to show you that Callum could punch by showing you a Rocky Fielding highlight? As my man Two Tone would say, "Nasty work, nasty." They got to do better. But that's what I'm saying. The division is so slim. They got no choice but to go through his previous resume. It's kind of like Devin fighting Matias next and them telling you how he beat George, George, Loma, Regis. And now he's in this Matias fight. I guess it's like that except Devin ain't coming off no losses. He's undisputed in the two-division champ. Callum, one-division WBA regular champ and did suffer the loss to a legend living legend in the flesh, uh, you know, Canelo. But the bounce back, like, look, I respect my Dominican brethren, Lelin Castillo, but I don't know. We talked about this morning, you know, people trying to classify fighters as B-level this and B-level that, and it's like, damn. Well, how is he B-level if he never won a strap? You feel me? Because I don't know that Lelin's going to ever win a strap. I hope he do so he could be in that, Dominican Hall of Fame, because we ain't got a lot of strapped-up Sammies over there. But uh, I don't know that he can say he going to win a world title. So, you know, this other guy, Leak or whatever, you know, maybe he was highly ranked. Maybe my boy Timboski calls in like, no, this, you don't know this guy. He was... I, you know, um, it ain't work out for him, and I don't know. Now... I, I am trying to look at these fights with a little bit more of an optimistic eye because we all get in upsets. But we also got to remind ourselves that upsets don't happen all the time just because Espinosa pulled it off. And who the fuck just pulled it off? Fucking Barroso pulled it off. It don't mean every week we're going to get a high-level upset either. Uh, you know, we got to just consider that. Better beaves resume is immaculate. You know, he's fought in everyone. Uh, there's development here and there's world level here. You know, Vosdeck was a unification. Uh, Hot Rod is, you know, a top level name in the sense, again, the division is Slim Pickens. Um, But he's been there. He dropped Marcus Brown before he ever got in the ring with Better Beef. Hot Rod dropped and possibly beat Marcus Brown live at the Barclays Center. But Al Heyman had just started the PBC. Marcus Brown from Staten Island. They had to deal with the Barclays Center. Too much riding on giving Hot Rod that win. People in the building felt he deserved that win. You know, Callum Johnson... Not a world beater, but definitely a developmental fight. Heavy-handed fighter. Big puncher. And he proved it. You know, I'm pretty sure he put better beef down in that fight. But, again, not a guy that might win the world title. But he got a better shot than maybe I would say Lelene because it's like, you seen with Barroso, was the last thing to go. You know. Um, few other names like Coling. You know, it's world-level Olympian, things like that. Gabriel uh, Caputillo, uh, excuse me, Campillo, former world champ. Just maybe probably out his prom, but hey, Canelo fought Mosley, right? Those are world, you know, class fights. Tavares Cloud, former IBF champ. You know, maybe past his prom, but again, world-level. There's nothing on Better Beef's resume that indicates he's not ready You know, his age indicates he might be ready to retire, and his resume indicates that he's at the top of his game. You know, uh, the Adam Denise guy or denies or let's just deny that he ever fought him because it it was just a tune-up and probably a mandatory when you got that many belts. Anthony Yard, like we said, you know, never really won a world title, but uh, gets credit for his effort in the Sergey Kovalev fight, even though in that same fight he gets discredited for being a young fighter that gassed out. Um, But he fought valiantly in the Better Be fight. So, you know, that's the thing. At least Callum was a world champion. And at least Callum was knocking out names. Yard, I mean, the biggest name, Yard, knocked out. I'm clicking his resume, but uh, probably is the guy that just lost this Lyndon Arthur, right? I don't think Yard ever beat a bigger name than that. And he made Lyndon Arthur by losing to Lyndon Arthur. So this is what I'm saying. Like, Callum kind of has a shot because, again, what was Marcus Brown's biggest win? You know what I'm saying? Like, some of these dudes just never done um, I think Brown lost to Pascal, right? Let me let me double check. But Callum might be okay. Vazdek is also world level and Olympian and had a title, but Callum might be one of the best fighters this dude's ever faced. Joe Smith, former world champion, but he's a blue collar guy, not pedigree like Callum. Callum. Whole families fighting. The father trains, you know, the fucking three sons, all fighters. Um, it's different, but Marcus's biggest win. <sighs> Badu Jack. That's a good win, even though that was that was controversial. That was controversial. I ain't even going to front. That was that bloody-ass fight. That was controversial. Um. That's his biggest win. And he got the same names. He got hot rod on his resume and Gabriel Campillo, just like uh, Better Beef. That's his biggest win. And uh, if I remember correctly... That was a little bit controversial. So, I mean, anybody's resume could be picked apart. But I feel like maybe Callum has been on that world stage a little bit more. That uh, And Dom fight was on AJ's home, I mean, U.S. debut. Like, he's been on big cards. He's fought in Monaco. He's fought in Ryder. Riyadh. I mean... You know, he's been on... I mean, look, I never really factored that much into not being on the world level until we see my girl say it live in an interview that in the Olivia Curry fight, it took her a couple of rounds to adjust to the crowd. And that was like... I think that was the Caribbean Royale, right? Or was that Tampa? I don't know. But the point is she needed time and then, you know... Um, she didn't perform her best in the even bigger fight. So being on that world stage, fighting in front of massive amounts of people, I think is important. Um, when going into fights like this with so much rotten on it. But uh the episode does a great job, man, in, in highlighting both men's power. Uh but it's it's hard not to fall in love with the things that Arthur Betterbeef does. Because they highlight his power jab, bro. And it's uh it's just such a it's just such a tool, man, such a weapon that he has there, and uh you know, kind of everyone succumbs to it. Um, this is actually Arthur Better Beef's trainer. I, I I'm hoping he's still training them, right? John Iceman Scully. What's going on, coach? How are you?
12: I'm good. How are you?
8: I'm good, man. I'm good. I was uh getting you warm because I know you either still are or have trained, obviously, Arthur Betterbeef, and, you know, he's going to be doing battle this Saturday, and uh, they just dropped a episode kind of hyping up the fight. It's called uh, Ten Lord, a, a Tale of Ten Punches, and they kind of go like maybe over the last four to five opponents of each man, kind of highlighting their powers and, uh, you know, more their power than anything. But uh, for starters, how are you? Happy New Year. Thank you for coming on. Good to see everything is do- going well with you. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me.
12: And, uh, yeah, everything's great, man. Feeling great.
8: And uh, so, to be clear, you are still working with uh, Better Than and uh, Mark Ramsey? Yes. Okay. So, uh Yeah, man, what could you tell us, man? I I think that Callum may be one of the most skilled fighters, I guess, outside of Alexander Vazdek. You know, both Callum and and Vazdek have that, uh, you know, high amateur background, uh, Olympians and world titleists. Some of the other guys Arthur faced weren't able to win titles at the time that uh, Arthur faced them. Uh, What do you think about Callum Smith as a fighter?
12: Uh, I like him, to be honest with you. He, um, you know, he's got a nice style. He's very sneaky. You know, he, he takes his time. He's got a good jab. Uh, you know, it's definitely a real fight. This is definitely something uh, Arthur has prepared for and, and continues to prepare for this week.
8: Now, we've seen Devin Haney move up from 35 to 40, pack on 25 pounds, come up to 165. I only bring that up to say... Callum's had only two fights at 75. As a former fighter to yourself, a trainer, um, how much of a 175-pounder do you think he will be on Saturday night? Has he had enough fights and time to acclimate to the weight fully,
12: and do you consider him a light heavyweight on Saturday night? I, w- I would say so because, you know, the fact is, like, a lot of times you could be a super middleweight for a couple of years when you are ready are in fact a light heavyweight you're just you're just you know prohibiting that from actually physically happening and so a lot of guys their bodies just starving just begging to to be released into the light heavyweight division and when it finally happens it doesn't even take any acclimation time uh so i'm uh you know i'm expecting him to be strong like it's never it's never occurred to me at all that he's like a light, a super middleweight moving up and he's not going to be big enough. Like I've never – that's never crossed my mind at all. John, I know that you are big on
8: history and um, we've had an ongoing conversation here about making weight and, you know, guys maybe – Ballooning up too much. I mean, it's it started really because of the Devin Haney thing. We don't normally get a lot of fight night weights, and because Devin And put on 25 pounds. We've had people call back into this show, thinking that same day weigh-ins would be an answer to fighters fighting outside of their weight. I know that you've studied that time, you've known uh, that time. Can you? What do you think? Should we go revert to the olden days of same day weigh-ins, or did we stop that because of the deaths? And and it, we
12: would just bring that right back by going to it. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I, one thing I know for sure. Fighters are going to make weight, whether, however they have to do it. And they're going to fight in the weight they want to. So if you get a guy and he's having trouble making, say, 168, you know, he's, he should be light heavy and he's having trouble and he's, and, he's, and he's sucking it down to make 168. Well, if you make the weigh-in the same day, he's still going to make 168 because in his mind, in the fighter's mind, whatever you can get to, whatever, whatever way you could actually make is where you're going to be best at. And you're going to, you know, if you, if there's any inclination that you can make it, you're going to do it. And they always feel like it's going to be an advantage. And in most cases they realize after it's too late that it's not an advantage. It's not an advantage at all that they're, that they're damaging themselves. Um, you know, we have to fix the fighters mentality, the way fighters think about these type of things, and educate them on, on weight. Because I guarantee you, listen, we we're in a sport, and I'm and I was I was included in this as a fighter. Fighters don't know anything about making weight. I'm talking about world-class professional fighters have no idea how to make weight properly. They know what their old school coaches have told them, which is don't eat, run with a rubber suit. I mean, I'll tell you what, you go tomorrow to a national amateur boxing tournament of the highest level in this country, in America, the U.S. Championships, the U.S. National Championships, you go to the National Golden Gloves, the National PAL, whatever tournament it is, and you get there, if the tournament starts on Monday, you get there on Saturday, and you pull into that uh, parking lot. What you're going to see is dozens and dozens of kids in rubber suits running, jogging, jumping rope, and hitting the mitts outside in the sun, trying to make weight. That's a that's just the way it's always been. It's always going to be because they don't know better. They don't know how to how to get on weight where you don't have to be doing that at the last minute um we're in a sport where we're incredibly ignorant to you know how to actually do these things
8: uh would you recommend us to go back to same day weigh-ins
12: well like i say my problem with it is if if uh if you think, well, I, I'll give an example. Okay, I, I'll give you the perfect example. Myself, right? I'm fighting November of 1992 on the undercard of Holyfield and Bo, the first fight. I fight Tim Littles in Las Vegas at 168 pounds. And it was just horrible to make it. What I had to do to make it was really stupid. and And I hardly ate any food at all. And I made the weight, and I was out in Vegas, and it was the desert heat, and I didn't know about that, how it sucks the, the, the moisture out of you. And, and so I ended up getting cut, I believe, one, two, three, four times against Tim in that fight because of the weight loss, and I was just totally depleted. And I went 12 rounds and uh, lost a decision and had terrible cuts and everything. I had plastic surgery to remove one of them. And that was November. I believe it was the 13th of 1992. That was November. Four months later, I fought Tony TNT Thornton, number one contender at the Blue Horizon in Philadelphia at 168 pounds. We weighed in the same day. And I did the same thing that I did against Tim. I did the same thing for for, uh, Tony. And I sucked the weight off and, It was just horrible, and all my cuts opened up in the first round, and I had to go 10 rounds with blood pouring in my eyes. And it was all because of the simple fact that, in my mind, I was a 168-pounder. And doing it the same day, the day before, the night of, on the way to the ring, it wouldn't have mattered to me. I was going to make that weight.
8: Uh, I got... Since this is live, we got Ryan Frazier in Canada that says, uh, shout out to John Iceman Scully. I remember you coming to Toronto to train at my dad's gym, DeWitt Frazier at Jamestown Boxing Club.
12: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Dwight Frazier had a very good gym there. I I actually sparred with Troy Ross at that gym during that time uh, who was – elite level fighter, Olympian, all that. Uh, yeah, Dwight's a good guy, real good guy, uh, over in Toronto. Yep. Coach, obviously there's been a
8: lot brought up of your fighter's age. Um, you know, in boxing, the, the, there's a phrase before you and I got there, you know, you get old overnight. Um, and, and, and while he only has, you know, 18 fights, um, that age still comes into play, and you know, a lot of people do say because he doesn't have wear and tear, because he stops guys, he doesn't do rounds, you know, the age doesn't matter. What what's your thoughts?
12: Well, the thing about Arthur that's different than than other people is that this is a guy who's so dedicated and and so dedicated to his boxing, to his, his discipline, to his religion. It's all intertwining. And so he lives a different lifestyle than anybody I know. And so the things that would make a fighter old haven't touched him yet because he, he just he eats well. He's, he's never been in a bar probably in his life. I don't think he's ever been in a bar in his life. I don't think his original religion allows him to be in a bar. Um, so this man trains so hard, right? And I always use this as an example. And I have the video, it's, it might, it's probably on my YouTube channel. You could actually watch it. If you do a little research on it. Uh, he fought Joe Smith, def- uh, won, the IBO, or won the WBO title, and they unified the titles. That was uh, June of 2022 he uh he beats Joe Smith on a Saturday goes home travels on Sunday in the gym on Monday at seven in the morning there's videotape of Arthur in the gym hitting sledgehammers on against uh, truck tires on a wall at seven o'clock in the morning Just for no, you know, two days after the fight, he's just banging on this thing, like six rounds at a time, you know, three minutes each round, you know, really, really tough workout. Now, why would anyone do that? You know, why would anyone on earth? And I, you know, I talked to him about it the other day, as a matter of fact, and for him, it's not like something, oh, it's cool what I did, you know. It's nothing to him. That's just how he lives. That's his life that's his mentality there would be it would be weird for him not to go to the gym that monday and hit those truck tires at 6:30 in the morning two days after beating joe smith so this man is is a different human being you can't compare him to other mortals hmm. when it comes to this type of stuff and so his you know preservation of his body and his mind and his mindset is different than anyone I, I've ever known. So you can't judge him like you judge other people. That's what I've that's what I've learned with him.
8: Obviously, you know, fight fans, we can't seem to ever be satisfied, right? We have Callum Smith, we know he's a puncher, we know he's the mandatory, but all we're thinking is Bivol. We have this very rich man, Turkey Alashik, putting things in our head, saying that he wants Bivol better beef. Uh, you know, reports have broken that that fight is signed. Um, I got to ask your thoughts on the potential undisputed fight, you know. Obviously, it's the classic boxer puncher.
5: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
12: I mean, I'll say this. Uh, I, I've, We have not talked about it at all. Like, Arthur's the type of guy, if you're fighting Callum Smith, you're not supposed to be talking about fighting uh, Bavol. Like, that's your focus is Callum Smith. And when the time comes, you can talk about whatever you want. But for right now, we talk about Callum Smith. So I'm only going by my... My own thoughts, you know, my own impressions. I know for sure that any hold up in the fight is not because of Arthur. I know this for sure. Like he 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 doesn't care. He wouldn't hold a fight up. Uh, he wants the fight because he wants all the belts. Like that's the most important thing to him is him having all the belts. Like that's his number one goal. And and, and it's not just the fighter. It's not like he wants to beat Bavol. He wants to beat whoever has the title. So whoever's the champion, that's who he needs to beat to be the undisputed, because that's what they tell him is the the pinnacle of the sport, is being undisputed champion. Um, I think it was indicative when when you saw him in Bavol in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you saw the video, but it was when they met up in the hallway somewhere, and Ellie Sekback or somebody you know, was interviewing them, and... You know, basically what's going on? Are you guys going to fight? What's the story? And it was very obvious to me from their interaction that Arthur was not the one holding up the fight. It was very, very clear to me. Uh, he, He called Dimitri out right there. And he said to him, basically, he always says he wants to fight. But then he never fights. So I don't know. You have to ask him. Don't ask me because I don't know. And Boval looked super, super uncomfortable. It is what it is. He looked super uncomfortable. And it it showed me a lot about their mentalities towards the fight. And not that it means anything. Could mean something. Could mean nothing. But it was very apparent to me in those moments that, Dimitri would have rather been on anywhere else on earth than in that spot, in that hallway, standing next to Arthur talking about that. How do you defend the 1 1?
8: Obviously, Bivol is long, he's got great legs, and uh, we've seen him, uh, you know, use that weapon against Canelo instead of doing, he rarely in that fight did he do the three. He kept it one two one to keep Canelo away, and I'm sure he'll do that for your fighter who's an even bigger puncher. Uh, you know, every now and then again, just and I think he only did it so that the fighter uh, you know the opposite fighter doesn't get hooked on the rhythm, but he never really wanted to throw the hook. It was always one, two, one, get away from me, use these legs to even get away from you. Uh, how do you defend uh, counter
12: that? What do you do to that? Well, you know, it's, it's a very, the thing is, he's a very smart fighter. You know, he's got great instincts and all of that. Um, but it would work a little different with the type of pressure Arthur puts on and with Arthur's size. You know, punching at Arthur and keeping him at bay and keeping Canelo at bay at his height is a huge, you know, huge, huge different ball ballgame. Uh, Canelo is, is not a big guy at all. You know, he's, he's very small, actually. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to, when the time comes, we're going to come up with what we need to come up with for that specific action. But like I say, we've never, I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you, uh, just because Arthur demands that we focus on each opponent as, as we go. But what would be the basic
8: instructions? I mean, take, take the fighters out of the equation and just uh, in general – What should I be doing if I'm fighting a guy that's overusing the
12: one-two-one? Right. Well, you know, I think using uh, some foot movement, getting an angle, and, you know, because he's going to have to be right in front of me to do that. You know, you're going to – if I'm doing that, you're going to have to be right in front of me. It's a lot lot easier to do against someone who's got their hands up and they're coming straight in. But you get a guy and he's giving you feints and he's – He's doubling his own jab and he's, he's using angles. Then it becomes a whole different program. So you know, do, like I say, doing that against Arter would be a little bit more of a project than than being able to do that against uh, Canelo. Obviously, I got another hypothetical for you. I mean, it's a
8: hypothetical only because you you know you guys need to win, but uh, Turkey al Sheik has made it clear. He wanted Bivol to move up and fight Opeta- Jaya Opataya. Have you seen him? The cruiserweight that he is, the lineal. He just was stripped of his IBF title. Obviously, there's been so much talk of Bivol Opataya. Um, how would Betterbev do at cruiserweight? Do you foresee him moving up to cruiserweight at all? Because he's been at his this
12: division his whole career. Um. To be honest, it's never come up in the gym. Like many people have asked me over the last eight months or so about him moving up. I don't know if they heard things or what, but uh, I've never heard it mentioned. Like we've never talked about it. Uh, so, you know, it's like a non-issue in my mind. I, I haven't heard anything. Have you seen a batai fight? I have not. No, I've, I, To be honest, uh, I've I've in my life, other than Holyfield, I've seen very, very few cruiserweight fights. Cruiserweight is like you a didn't division watch ever. Usyk fight. Very rarely, I, I, for some reason, it's just a weird thing. Like cruiserweight is like a very odd division, you know. And um, I've never really, I've never been a big fan. You know, I remember seeing David Hay a little bit, and and like I said, I, I did see Usyk. Obviously, he was he was he was very good. Um, but just in general terms, there's so many cruiserweights. That I hear their names and uh, I literally have no idea who they are, like at all. Mm. Uh, so, John, who else are you working with these days? Um, I'm working with a middleweight, Stephen Butler. Okay, uh, we know Yeah, yeah, he just came back. He won a he won a, by knockout uh, a month or so ago in Montreal, and now he's got a big fight in Canada with Steve Rolls, which they're the number one and two middleweights in Canada right now. Uh, so they're fighting each other, and uh, that's coming up in several weeks. And so after I get done with this, I'll be going right to camp with Steven, and uh, that's going to be a big fight for him. I'm Googling, but didn't Steven fight Johnny Beck? He did, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I wasn't with him when then... But I, I can say whatever for, I mean Janabek is a top fighter, you know, but just just for some perspective, uh, when when he fought Janabek, his his best friend, who is also his wife's brother, uh, was murdered right like literally right before the fight. And really, really did a job on him. Uh, so you know, uh, you know, maybe you're not gonna meet, beat the guy like Janabek anyway. But uh, just to say, uh, he went into that fight with quite a heavy load on on his mind, um, with his best friend getting killed.
8: Uh, Rose is a very durable opponent, man. How, yeah, yeah. Have you guys got? I mean, th- actually, you certainly got more than eight weeks because that was a rescheduled fight, right?
12: Yeah, yeah. Well, the good, one good thing is they've they've had, they know each other, like him and Steve, have sparred with each other and um you know so they have they have a history with each other and um you know but it's a good fight it's a it's a motivating fight because in the country of canada you know they're the two guys at middleweight so it's going to draw a lot of attention and and that's uh you know it's right it's going to be right in montreal at the casino so it's going to be a very very big show
8: other than uh butler that's it
12: yeah yeah plus uh you know at the gym in hartford we have uh a bunch of amateurs that I've been helping out with, uh, you know, on occasion when I, when I can. And, um, you know, so just keep it busy with the kids mostly until it's time to go to camp with the, with the two top guys. That's what's up, John, man. Happy to see you, uh, staying busy. Please give
8: out your social media and thank you for the short notice interview, man. Always a pleasure to have you on.
12: Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, you know, always I am. I'm at, uh, john the iceman scully or iceman john scully at uh facebook and you know have twitter and instagram i i, I think they're both iceman john scully uh, i'm pretty sure and uh yeah i'm always on there lots of lots of good boxing talk and a lot of good fighters on there mixing it up so yeah i, I invite any boxing fan uh people to come and, and come check my pages out
8: all right john well have a good night man thank you and uh best of luck on saturday
12: Thank you man. I appreciate it.
8: There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. former champ trainer John Iceman Scully. I'm pretty sure he's a uh, second. Uh I know Mark Ramsey's heavyweight Artur Beterbiev as well. Um I, and and they brought in uh Rams uh they brought in uh, Iceman Scully a bunch of fights ago to help out and he's been there ever since and uh yeah man, um We'll see. We'll see what Callum can do. I- I'll tell you one thing. This episode uh, does a good job showing you that Callum is probably the thinnest fighter that Better Beef has faced. But phone lines are open if you want to call in. The number to call, Press one 569 5241 Press 1-1-time. You can also join us on Discord and Twitter Spaces. Caller of the Year shit. Cliff, what Ooh. up?
1: Learn more at marines.com.
8: Gotta unmute, champ. Cliff, gotta unmute. Rob in Vegas, what up?
10: Yo, yo, what's going down?
8: Straight, what's going on?
10: Nothing. Man. Hey, we need a new award, most hated. Now I know we're doing the best here, at B. But I just want to touch on that, on that Garcia-Rolly uh, fight re- just briefly. Just cause I mean, I caught that Joan, and and so many niggas calling in, hating, saying, "Oh, Rolly ain't a good opponent." All this. Then I listened to the other show back. TYP calling in, talking about Rolly, the third best fighter in the division. Nobody bats a fucking eye. But when I said it, oh, it will be a better decision. It's a business decision for him to fight him. Uh, right there. That'll be that'll be good. Cause we expect
8: more but, from you. We know CYP's crazy. <laughs> That's
10: a wild. See, Dove call right behind her. Got to get early prop. Blah, blah
8: blah I mean, we know we know he a PBC gangbanger. banger. <laughs> he, you know, he five star lieutenant. <laughs>
10: But yeah, man, this better, this uh, this better, be Smith, man. I, damn, do you think the age might be getting to him? We seeing these older fighters, dog. They, they looking sketchy. But I just don't believe in the Smiths. Who, who is that that said the U. K. guys? We ain't fucking with no U. K. guys this year. Who's that saying that? And uh, I'm wondering if... He going for call I'm of the year. You talking,
8: talking about Tip Bellis. He going for call of the Tim year. Tip
10: And he usually... Yeah, remember... Hey, ever since that time I told him he had your last nigga every other call, he been on fire, ah, huh? He been getting it together. That nigga has been killing him. Uh, but yeah, man, I, that's the thing that I'm worried about is the motherfucking... Uh, the goddamn... That UK shit, man. Them guys just be sketchy. You think they could be the goods. You think they look decent. And then all of a sudden, they just... Out of nowhere, they on the floor and, the, and counting, they're getting counted out to 10. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, I just want to call in on that, man. I do got better. Yeah, who else is on that card? I don't be I don't be knowing, like, where to find the undercard information. I don't be having the time. You know, the blue-collar guy, I be working.
8: I don't know. I'm going to check, man. I'm going to make sure I give you that info in a bit. I don't know. I mean, they doing a poor job announcing that shit. I mean, promoting the undercard. I'll tell you that because I don't know who on this undercard. I gotta find I'm got like, what the hell?
10: But, but I I want to believe, because, you know, I want to see Bivol versus Better BF. So I want to say Better BF with a late stoppage on Smith. I always like to just give my opinion on that. I do want to say shout out to Virgil. I thought that shit would go longer, but it didn't. He got that motherfucker out of there in the first round. So I don't know if I deserve some pro for that pick, but yeah. Hell um, no, that ain't your fault. That was
8: Tony Weeks' fault.
10: Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, appreciate the call, man. As always, I love the show. I wish I could have got the call in earlier. Thanks for the time.
8: You the man, champ. We got Davidian. What
3: up? You may feel like it's your time, but it's not your
8: time. You... You don't sound right,
0: Cliff. What up, yo? What was that? (laughs) Was that a you said Davidian like it was a real someone you knew? But I heard a little kid.
8: (laughs) Nah, that he was on the chick one voice, it must have been Discord. But what up.
0: Hey, shit. I'm, um, I almost got distracted because your boy brought up Roly, And then I'm not going to go off topic. We're going to talk about what you made the topic and what you touched on in the interview. First, I'm going to go. I'm, I mean, this casual, hardcore shit, y'all going to see that is real. First, let's start with the weight. You f- um, We feel like. So I want to get your opinion first. You feel like pushing it to the same day weigh in is unnecessary. Like, you don't. You don't see any value in that, or is? Nah, like, how, I mean, I mean, I was sense. taught, I was taught that you know we get more deaths that way,
8: right? So that's why I've been making it my thing to ask, uh, my my the people I'm interviewing the question, you know, especially if they train the fighters, they.
0: Oh, safety. Yeah so 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 what you basically if you feel like that, you basically kind of I feel like that says that fighters are still going to try to fight in the same weight class and just make it more dangerous they' you're that's, basically that's if you exactly
8: feel, what the trainer said.
0: all right well if that if they're still going to push it to the limit, then no, it's stupid to have them do same day weigh-ins if it's not going to like make someone like devin for instance just avoid 35 that for so you know not stay there so long and if he would have still tried to do I mean to, to be that, fair uh
8: the term the hypothetical
0: terms attached to bringing that back
8: was somehow policing the fighters in between fights and camps um so that they don't balloon up and are lying and fighting outside their weight if that makes any sense
3: well,
0: personally, I never believed in weight bully. I always felt like if you could make the fight, and if you could make the weight at the day of the weigh-in, I don't care where you walk around at. I don't, I don't care what you do on your own time. If you could make, yeah, if you could make that motherfucking weight at that motherfucking day, you deserve to fight whomever else can do that thing. That's why I really don't even like when we say that. um... Um, the Mont Mexican monster is too big for Canelo. I understand he's a big man, but if he could make um 67 <laughs> on that day, then fuck it. But I hear my time is running out. I think butter be of is gonna beat Cullen Smith. Cullen Smith ain't that nice, he should probably stop him late. You may feel and like like it's your that,
3: time, but it's not your time.
8: All right, Cliff Knight, what up. <laughs> Nike Hendrix, what up?
14: Shouts out to the boxing voice,
10: you know what I'm saying? Shouts out, Miss
14: Danny, whole squad. So, we talked about Better Bees and Sniff,
8: huh? Uh, okay. we, yeah, we were reviewing the episode. I guess if you ain't watching, you could talk about the fight. We were just talking the episode that they dropped. Did they kind of an all access type of thing? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have
14: to, I'm gonna have to review it, you know, so I'm, I'm gonna just talk about the fight real quick. Oh. Uh, Shit man, shut out to Bayless, man. He got motherfuckers got me thinking like shit, Caleb Smith might get murdered. <laughs> and man, damn, yeah, um oh like he's a he's a good fighter. He is but I don't know, man. Like you, you get you get him better recognition than Joe Smith. What next?
8: Do I give who better recognition than Joe Smith? Uh Callum? Smith. I mean, Callum, I, I yeah. think, yeah, I think Callum might have more skills than Joe, bro. Joe's pretty flat footed, pretty blue-collar,
14: yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah, lunch more- pail. So, so I I would say that skill-wise, but as recognition-wise, like I like Joe better, you know? And then that's the that's the common opponent. I mean, with all of them, right? Because Bevo fought Joe, didn't he? Bevo
8: fought Joe. Yes, he did.
14: Okay, so yeah, so that's common opponent with all three. Well, I don't know if Caleb's fought him. I know Be vol uh, and Better Be did. So, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like has he was he ever a world champ? Smith won the world
8: Championship.
14: Yeah, four, he? yeah, he had the WBC knock Behop out the ring. He damn sure did. He damn sure did. I forgot about that one. Oh shit! I don't know that shit. I forgot. Damn, not the legend but, out the ring. But Better be
8: knocked out Joe Smith.
14: Yeah, and then and then um Beef stop him or he uh he 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 went decision. Beavor stop who? Uh uh Joe Smith. Or he beat him by decision.
8: Uh I don't think they fought, but let me check. I think they did, didn't they? I'm about the I'm out of the I'm out of Maybe you know fucking better be even fighting. I mean, uh 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 yeah, you're right. Decision.
14: Okay, okay. So uh yeah, man, I, I just I, I, I like better bees to knock them out. I like better bees feel to knock like them out. It's your time. All right. But it's not your
3: time.
8: Davidian trying you again. Davidian tip. What
17: up? Oh, you hear me?
8: Man, they on the internet saying,
17: uh, <laughs> Tony Weeks had a seizure watching Tommy Mercer. I mean, uh, what's my boy's name? Uh, yeah, uh, Tommy Morrison versus Ray Mercer, bro. That shit crazy. Uh, check this out, man. Better Be versus, uh, Cullen Smith. I ain't gonna hold you. This is a good fight, but, uh, in order, I, I think what Cullum got to do in this fight, bro, he really got a box. Like, uh, he got a box better be, bro. And, like, his output just got to be there. Like, because better going to keep coming forward, bro. And if you ain't got an output like Bivel, bro, in order to keep him off, he's going to take you in the deep waters and he's just going to break you down. And, you know, so that's what really Cullum got to do in this fight. Uh, me personally, I don't know. Uh, if cullum take that uh that joe smith approach bro and just ends up folding and making it a fight he ain't gonna make it to 10 rounds bro i'm, I'm gonna be honest he's not gonna make it to 10 rounds but i i do i do think this fight gonna go the distance for the most part i think it could go to distance. i think he gonna fight the smart fight will he win uh i don't know it all depends on if, if uh, Better be even gonna take his jab away. It better be to take his jab away. I think he got the best chance of winning that fight going 10 rounds. But yeah, that, that I mean
8: I mean this is 12 it. rounder, so he won't be winning that then.
17: Hey, you know what I mean we never know.
8: Cause I mean, sometimes styles make fights. I mean the jab. I'm just saying you said you you got him winning 10 rounds. I mean, I'm just saying add another two and it'd be okay.
17: No, nah, no, nah, I'm just saying like the the full fight, fight in the fight, the fighting Uh who else is on this car? Is Michaela Mayor on this car or is that another car?
8: I don't even know, bro. Let me look online. Nah, I'm told. I might be sure. On box they got Chrisma Billy. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, they Christian put him on the McKinley. same card? Yeah, yeah. Oh, finally. Oh, cool.
17: Yeah, Chris, hey, and, Billy, and Billy getting a knockout early. That's that's coming early. Yeah, Billy I mean, he, early, ain't, he ain't finding no one. Yeah, and Billy getting the early bitch, bro. Mm. Definitely, I yeah yeah he uh he too much for the duty fighting, bro. He way too much.
8: I I want to see him. Billy. Uh, damn. Damn, that's it, bro. I don't know no other name on this card. That's crazy. Yeah, it's
17: a light card, but i, I yo. I, I want to see him, Billy versus uh, what's the old boy name? Uh, got the interim title. Which the
8: I've been saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, want that. A they want fight. David Benavidez. Yeah.
17: Nah, they tripping. That look, that that's a fight that's gonna get him ready for Benavidez. That, matter of fact, that's the that's the test right there. Yeah,
8: the thing is, that, is Billy gonna take that? Cause you know he he know he know Morel difficult and could derail him from a title shot. He on the cusp. And he got the he got Canada, so he could actually bring somebody there, offer him a title shot in his country, pay them more. See, I wish it
17: wasn't so many belts, bro, because like these dudes are waiting, they everybody just waiting around for a title fight. That's why we know I get the fights we really want, bro. Cause if it's still about like three titles, you know what I'm saying? Uh just being the main sanctioning bodies, I think we get more fights more often, but I don't
8: know. It'd be better if it was one fucking title. I, I agree with that too. I don't know that, that we'll I get. I don't know that we'll get more fights that often because a champ could only have but so many camps in a year. You feel me? But at oh, least I mean, we'll get. Geez, at geez. least we could get maybe one contender, one number one contender per year if it was one belt.
17: Yeah, yeah that'd be a good thing. Yeah,
8: that's it. That's our kind of punch right here. So, all right, Davidian, trying you again. Trying you again. J. Billy, what up? If you're watching this on YouTube, man, it's free to hit the thumbs up, free to subscribe. Shout out Mad Bent, $2, Daily Dose of Tanquil, Arthur smashes Smith to smithereens. Yes, we got you.
7: Yeah, man, shout out Ness putting in that motherfucking work uh i like i like to break down you know if callum smith has a chance you know it has to be high output he has to box him he has to keep him at the end of the job but i gotta tell you something that shit ain't fucking happening at the end of the day that shit ain't happening what the trainer just came on here and said this man is dedicated you feel me When he wins his fights, he drops to his knees, dog. That tells me something different about a fighter. And I know y'all probably don't like to to take too much into body language and shit like that. But the way he acts after a fight, he acts like he just went through war. You feel me? Because that's what this shit better be. Because that's what this shit really is. You feel me? He prepared to do anything in that ring. He's dedicated. He's only going in there for one thing, and that's to get you out of there. And it's strategic too. Like you unless you was talking about that power jab. What was you about to say about it? Because I think that's when the uh, trainer came back on. Cause that, that's gonna be the key right there.
8: Yeah, and I mean it's just concussive, bro. He be hurting motherfuckers it with is. it. Is is and even he unless laughed it, even fierce, he laughed bro. at it in the episode. He said, you know, his power jab is more like a left hook.
7: I mean, and then even he comes with the lead left hook. You feel me? To get around the guard. Well, that's what, at least what he was killing yard with. So it's it's not too much that Callum Smith can do. You feel me? He can box about one or two rounds, really one. And then after he gets hit, dog, he going to put his hands in his pocket and it's going to be dying. You feel me? So, so yeah, you man, ain't watched the episode, that. huh? Watch what episode? <laughs> A Tale of episode, Ten Punches. No, nah, I ain't watch it. Hmm. What is it like? A little high take like a little uh, twenty-eight
8: minute, twenty-eight minute all access.
7: Oh, it's just a, just dropped that it's today. Just a,
8: it's just I the mean, top it's right over. version.
7: That, that ain't that ain't gonna tell me too much that I don't know about Calvin. You feel me? I know how this fight's still gonna go. I still got better B2B Biville, so you know this this Calvin fight. Like I said, inactivity has been killing, but Calvin's been out the ring for longer mm-hmm. than. Better be. His last fight was what? August of uh twenty two? So he coming up on a year and a half. So you know they're, they're both coming off inactivity, but Better Beef coming in to kill. So you may feel it like is different. Mm. But yeah, you keep what on putting that in that work, I'm gonna tap back in somebody says something.
8: For sure. See, this is uh what I mean when they say lack like of promotion, you know. Uh, hardcore boxing fans should have known that this episode was dropping, and we should have all consumed it, but, uh, it's the lack of promotion, it's the lack of knowledge of how to consume it, where to find it, you know, um, maybe top rank isn't pushing it enough. Troll beta, $50 sweet, and Smith has Buddy McGirt in his corner, so you know he is losing and getting stopped, that is a very great observation, um... Buddy McGirt is just as bad as Tony Weeks Buddy McGirt You know lost someone in the ring So he is uh, Remember Maxim Davishev was his fighter So he's always gonna have High alert Pins and needle type shit uh, <sighs>
6: Baby Joker Yo can you hear me Yeah. Uh, bro, I uh, only cast like 15 minutes of the episode, which is pretty fucking good. Thought like, they're so. fucking... what was that? I said, I thought so too. Yeah, that was those. Was... I like that. I like how they went through their fights and stuff like that from what I saw. Uh, I'm still going with the upsetness. I know both of these guys have been out for over a year, but one dude is 39 and the other dude is a lot younger don't oh, no! We, I think I've seen too many, too many comebacks from older fighters and getting asb when they come back or looking terrible. Huh. No, there's one, there's one of the most recent ones, another thirty-nine year old with power. I didn't do shit in this fight. Which uh, one? Uh, Parker and Wilder. Oh I thought yeah, 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 yeah. thirty. I, 38. 38. I think the inactivity was 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 part of it too, bro. Uh, What else was going to say, man? Yeah, I think Betterby was kind of overrated, Ness. You think, whoa, why? What the hell? Because, I mean, look, he, he beat a yard, a yard that was already beaten by Kovalev and fucking Lyndon Arthur. And then he beat a Joe Smith that already had been stopped. What his first seven fights he was stopped by TKO. Yeah, then but he lost ev- to everybody Sullivan. loses, bro. Like yeah, but then he lost to Sullivan Barrera and Bibble before
8: Arthur before the bear. Bro, Barrera Barrera is a is a Cuban fighter,
6: bro. Yeah, that's the same Barrera fucking Zurdo beat the shit out of. Okay, and the same, Zul- same Zul- Barrera, right? Zuldo is a good fighter that throws a lot Zuldo of punches. is not a good fighter.
8: Man, you crazy? Why 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 yeah, only bibble Zuldo beat is him? Not a good fighter. Only Bibble beat him. Bivol's a world <laughs> champ to beat Canelo.
6: Zuldo is not a good fighter, Ness. He's an okay fighter. Oh,
8: well tell that tell that to Jesse Hart that tried to beat him twice and couldn't do it. Who's Jesse Hart? Someone that people thought would be a world champion by now. Believe that. Believe that. I don't even know who that is. I gotta Google it.
6: Google it. He beat Zuldo fought him twice and beat him. I'm telling you, Zulu ain't, ain't ain't that good. He better be a little overrated. You ain't that good. You ain't that good at spotting talent. How is that? I'm fucking. I've been cheering for Bam, and I think that's the most talented boxer right now. How's Let me ask you a question,
8: bro. How is is Zuldo not good? And he went from 160
6: to
1: cruiserweight. Zuldo
6: is a dude that is undisciplined. He doesn't like to make weight. He comes overweight. He's been known to fucking be out of camp and be doing bullshit in Mexico. That dude to me is not good. I don't, I don't stick behind fucking boxes that are like that. It's a waste of my time to follow their career. If you ain't putting the damn effort, bro, I'm not gonna put no effort to fucking support you either. I mean,
8: he can't. All I'm saying is he can't be not good. He can't.
6: I just think move better be a little overrated. Three divisions. Have a good one, Ness.
8: You can't move up three divisions and not get beat and be a bum or be not good. And the only guy that beats you is Bivol, who happened to beat Canelo. Nobody special. Just a dude to beat Canelo. Nobody. Just nobody. AC, what up?
11: Yo,
5: what's going on, man? Chilling. Hey, yo, that was that was kind of funny, the little back-and-forth y'all just had. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm not going to say uh, Zordo is a bad fighter, but he has slick been protected a little bit. I will say that. But as far as uh, the Abyss, uh Callum Smith thing, man, nine times out of ten, man, everybody knows unless bertabib gets old overnight, he's going to smash Callum Smith. Now, I don't think that's going to say, or I don't think that necessarily says that Callum Smith is a bad fighter, though. I mean, shit, Pertibiv is just a badass. Uh, I do think, you know, just in general, you kind of underselling Callum Smith. I mean, homie was lineal at 168. He did win the Super 6 tournament back in the day. I know Super Middleweight has always been kind of a weaker division, but, you know, you can only fight who's in front of you. And I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct about this. If I'm wrong, let me know. But didn't David Benavidez swerve a unification fight with Callum Smith back in the day? I I'm not exactly sure about that one, but I remember he got a fight offer like twice from Callum Smith and said no. So, I mean, he's not a bad fighter. I mean, the John Ryder fight, you know, he probably really lost that shit. But, I mean, that happens. I feel like people kind of put too much on losses. Yeah, they matter. But like every single great fighter in boxing history, besides what Floyd Mayweather has a loss or a debate, a debatable decision, and hell, even Floyd got a debatable decision versus Castillo and Maidana. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I think Callum Smith is a good fighter. I'm not gonna lie to you though. Honestly, ever since I heard that Berdibekov was fighting Callum Smith, I've just had this weird feeling in the back of my head that Callum Smith is gonna upset Berdibekov. And we going to fuck around and get Canelo, Callum Smith, too, for three belt unified at 175. And if that happens, I'm going to laugh like a mug just because I know so many people are going to be mad at that. But it's like, shit, how could you hate? But nah, Bertabev, he probably going to smash that boy. And unless he get old overnight, he going to smash Bivol as well. Uh, but that's my call, man. Shout out to you, man, for holding it down, bro. And shout out to the whole chat.
8: Appreciate you, champ. Um looks like we got calls on Twitter.
13: Uh yo, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, what's up, Ness? Um, so yeah, I also I have better BF winning totally. I really like better BF, but also Callum Smith. He's been looking pretty good at 175, I'm not gonna lie. Like he looks strong and he's been looking better. When was the last time Callum fought? Has it been a while, too? Because I fucking forgot.
8: Callum. Last fight was 2022, August 20th.
13: And better be it. Last fight was against Joe Smith. If I'm, if I'm not Anthony, mistaken, right? Yard. Anthony Yard. Anthony Yard. January twenty eighth of last year. Oh shit! Damn, that's kind of been a while, man. But I like the better. Beef, man. He he does have underrated ring IQ, man. Like, I mean, against Anthony Yard, I for me, I um better beef was down on the cards, but then he like he like flipped the switch and then he like started like to walk down Anthony Yard and like and beat the shit out of him. And then he took, and then he took out Joe Smith like in two rounds. Who like Bibble went twelve rounds with, and and he and Bibble got wobbled by Joe Smith. And then he like beat the shit out of Marcus Brown with blood like all over his face, like, and he was still coming forward and stopped him. So it's gonna be a good fight, man. And this fight's it's underrated. I don't know why like it's not getting promoted by by also a lot of people on Twitter too. Like it's a really good fight. And that's what's. It, and also another thing is like I'm. Um, I'm happy to see Christian ben Billy back. Um, I've, he's he's very entertaining too. He likes to come forward. He likes to be aggressive. A uh, fight with him and David Morrell would be really good. It, like and Morrell like beats ben Billy man like, for me that's 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 a, that's a statement for me. If Morrell was able to beat Ben Billy, but um, but yeah, I do have better beat um, beating Tyler Smith, but it's gonna be easy. Uh, I don't think so, but. I still have better B of winning, bro, because I really want the unification battle with Dimitri with Bivol. Because since day one, I always had a better B of beating Bivol. And we get Canelo for his Smith two too, for Undisputed at 175, man, I'm going to lose my shit. But yeah, that's all I have for today, Ness, and I'm going to let other people call in.
8: All right, champ. Hulk, what up?
4: You. What's up, Nas? Always working, bro. Always working. Is it clear? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Um, I want to say one thing about that weight thing, man. Um, I mean that's been going on for years. I'm Arturo Gotti used to come in at 140, weigh 140, and come in at 165 on all his fights. 160, he was way bigger than Floyd when they fought. And I think it's one of his tight couple of his title fights. He was like 165 close to 170. So I mean that that weight thing been going on for a minute. But uh this fight I called you last week on this fight, I said um I like uh uh Smith, cause uh I'll tell got it, I mean, um I'll tell you God, uh better be even getting hit a lot, you know. And uh Smith fighting with confidence. When he fought Canelo, in my opinion, he fought Canelo. He was he was like, I don't know if he was intimidated, but the way he's fighting now at 175, he looks stronger, he looks more confident. He's stepping into his shots. And uh better be uh, does hit hard with both hands. But when I watched him fight, um who do you, who is for um the, the, the uh the guy from um the UK was catching him with a lot of shots. And uh, uh I don't know, I, I I just think uh Smith the way he looking now, if he come in with that confidence and step two, better be, I don't think, he, I mean, I know you should box him, but don't, no, nah, you can't get caught outside boxing better be. You got to try to get his ass out of there. So I'm thinking Smith going to put the pressure on him and stay boxing, but, you know, get in there with that jab and stay, stay hard, stay strong on him. Because I, I think Smith got a chance, man. I like, I like Smith. So, uh. I mean, better be there's a killer. But if the if, if Smith think he's gonna box around with him for 12 rounds, nah, it ain't going 12 like that. He can't go there and do it. He gotta get it. I think Smith gotta go for the knockout. You know, box, but uh, box punch, boxer puncher, get in and try to take him out. If you do go 12, it's because he really bullying him. Other than that, he's gonna get knocked out. So I'm I'm just gonna stick with Smith on this one. But yeah, when that's TBV you're number one.
8: All right, appreciate you, Hulk. Khaled, Indiana, what up?
2: Yo,
9: Ness, come back to me. All
8: right.
2: Anthony ATL, what up? What it do? What it do? Hey. Man, Baby Joke I'm always calling in with these crazy ass takes, man. It's, it's, it's always him. I'm not some better be ever overrated. Jesse Sam Rodriguez, man. Well, I don't know how you'd be overrated when you when you literally knocked out every man you faced. And I'm just looking at this BAM guy he's talking about. I'm looking at his box record right now. A lot of UDs on here. A couple KOs, but against bums, J- Janelle Rivera. Got six losses. Paul Juarez got 12 losses. These are the guys that this BAM guy's knocked out. Now, you're talking about better be of... Yeah, Who's but you going deep in the Bam's
8: resume instead of looking at when he did step up. He with, never looked back, and when he did step up, he jumped up and wait to fight a champ for the belt uh, Wiscal Scal Wanjek. Who is that? You is that Kit with, Kat? Is with, that VL? Because that was a former that was a, that was a former world and champ. What? Yeah, who is that, bro? Come on, man. Come on, man. What's you the date of the fight? Like Joe Smith. What's the date of the and, fight? I mean, maybe uh, you don't know the weight class the, though, Chwenty 22nd? The 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 twenty-fifth?
2: The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-fifth. Of June, two thousand twenty two. He got a knockout against Wazao Wen Jack. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you I think these, I these, think to, uh, you talking
8: about I think you talking about Kit Kat, bro. Like
2: that's a solid win. I don't know who this dude is, bro. This is the most yeah, unknown bro. solid win i have ever heard of in my life. He ain't Joe Smith. Is this Joe Smith Jr.? Is this is this Anthony Yard who been fighting nothing but killers other than the bums bro, that he fights before
8: bro, he fights the killer? Bro, bro, this
2: is the dude that beat
8: Chocolatito, ain't it? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He got five losses. My bro, and two of the he got win, five losses. my man, he beat Rungs- Chocolatito, a pound pound-for-pound fighter, back-to-back. Back. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because you don't know somebody, don't mean they're not good. Like, Jesse... Yeah, no, he beat Go ahead. I'm just saying, Viao is, is is good. You, because you, you don't know his Rungs- name... Rungs-Vial. Yeah, they changed his name that, on Boxrec because you know these dudes be named at the stores and shit like that.
2: Yeah, obviously you talking about Sarefasai, Run Runvsky or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah,
8: Runvsky or some shit like that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, who that funny. is.
2: They just changed his name. Yeah. Okay, all right, but I mean, in in my defense, do you do you see his name on Boxrec? It's not that, you know. So yeah, no, I'm it like, says some other that? shit. That's why I had to click well, on that's it. A good one. But I mean all the other ones around that are are nobody. Saul Juarez, Jose, Alejandro Burros.
8: Yeah, I mean you know his claim saying? his <laughs> claim to fame was was, was you know, making easy work of a pound for pound fighter, you know what I'm saying? That's kinda how it goes. You, like you know, you, you get home. a call and you, you put on. Saying? If you put on, you on. Like Bro, and you the UFC guy. This is what I'm saying. We've had two dudes on this show today call in and 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 it's funny because he called in the shit on baby joker, but he's doing the same thing. It's like he mad at Baby Joker for shitting on the fighters he shitting on, so he's shitting on Baby Joker favorite fighters and y'all shitting on each other's favorite fighters resume. And it's just like, bro, how about we just give them credit? Like, I don't even know how you finding time to hate on Jesse, who stepped up. In a very short number of fights. Um, I mean, Jesse got 19 fights and he probably already beat three three world champs, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Quadras, Kit Kat, and Sonny. You know, that's elite level shit, homie. And what, two of them dudes he took the belt from? What? Well, the vacant Quadras was vacant, but like, you know, you fought a champ. That, that that wasn't that wasn't Danny Garcia fighting Robert Guerrero. You feel me? Like I don't know, man. We gotta just watch these fights, and if we ain't watching, hey, don't talk about it. Chad, what up?
1: Yo, Ness. Street, got me? Yes, sir. Yeah, just in the car. Um, like I don't want to, I don't want to, like, come on here, scare people away from the. From the division that Bam is in. But I'm wondering to myself, how is, how is, how is you looking up any fighter? You just hear a fighter's name and you think going to Box Rec and looking at the statistics of opponents is giving you the idea about that fighter? Like, we can, we can learn something from Box Rec. But I mean, do you even know how old uh, Bam was when he was like this? He is a kid. In his uh, in his prospect phase, fighting bigger, bigger, you know, grown men, men of of uh, uh, older than him. I mean, and then when he finally, when the lights finally called, he answered. Man, I mean, like you, 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 the, to the last caller, you uh, sound ridiculous. You sound ridiculous. You sound so like. Like, if there's a, a, a time for casual, it's now. You are a casual, my friend. My God. Like, there's something called context, bro. It's called context. It's beyond statistics, you know. And if you look at the context of Bam's rise, you'd understand. The guy is a gift to us. We're lucky to have him and be able to watch him. Why don't you just say it? You don't respect the smaller divisions. You know, why don't you just say that? We get it, you know. Like, give me a break. Why don't you show some respect? How about that to the fighters and the fans that actually do give a shit? You calling in here like it's some joke. It's not a joke the way you're talking, man. you down in the guy. You guys are a fucking world champion, unified. Kidding me? That's all I got, Ness. That's all I got.
8: Passion, baby, passion. But it's true, man. I mean, we... we you know, we get carried away on this show and we shit on everybody, man. And and maybe I was a victim of that. You know, I wasn't the fan, the biggest fan of the lower divisions. But, you know, I'm just a good shit talker. Like, you know, anybody that sits here and tell me I don't watch the lower divisions is like you either blind, deaf, or dumb. You know, I got too long to be doing this. I've been watching, you know, the lower weight classes since Vic Darchinian. You know what I mean? Um, Ad Beko, Abner Mares. You know, uh, Nakatani, Niki Osha. Not Nakatani, Niki Ain't that who fucking Nonito fought a long time ago? I mean, Rigo was my favorite fighter. You know, so... uh, Yeah, man. I used to be a victim of not knowing a certain weight class and and, and like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? And even I, I even used to do that with the UK fighters too, like early, early, early on. It's like, fucking UK guys, who are they? But... You know, some of them pan out, you feel me? We got the AJs of the world, right? What up, Brandon? Trying you again. Yo, Ness. What's up, brother? How's my audio? Straight lower than usual how about now straighter
15: there you go there you go had to adjust the uh mic but yeah hey, i i kind of agree with um the og hawk on this one i'm kind of torn with this fight i've been um taking more risk as of late and picking trying to root go with the underdogs if i see something where an underdog can win it i i've been picking underdog lately but I don't know, man. This is a very intriguing fight, you know, because like Hawk was saying, um, Callum Smith is a really good fighter. Like, great left hook, great uh, overhand right. You know, he's got power in both of them. I've seen him stop guys with both hands, drop guys with both hands. Uh, I mean, hand three speed. things
8: to consider. The fights in Canada. gotta be
15: spot home.
8: Exactly, better be his home. Callum Smith, trainer. If if y'all think Tony Weeks is mentally hurt or fucked up, what is Buddy McGirt? And then your man's yeah. moving up from 68, but he he looking like a fucking 60 pounder. He looking like Fandora's little brother as thin as he look compared to the opponent. Yeah, because
15: he's so he's so tall. He's tall as shit. He, that's the one thing I don't like about Callum. He doesn't fight, you know, too light. He doesn't fight and at the end of his jab. He ain't boxing on the back foot. He ain't fighting like a tall fight. He likes to be in the pocket, man, exchanging. And that's the only thing I worry about with this fight because he has the power, I feel like, to hurt better beef. He's got the faster hands. Um, better beefs technically sound, good jab, great power. I can see, I just, I don't know, man. I, I want to go with Callum Smith so bad, but I just feel like, you know, with him, like, the fight in the uh, pocket that uh fits Better beef style and Better Be's just going to be, um you know, picking them out way and just breaking them down and eventually getting them out of there late, you know, that's what my brain is telling me, but my heart is telling me, like, just root with the underdog, just go with the underdog because, you know, Better Beave showed some flaws as of late, so... For me, it's a 50-50 fight, maybe... I mean, 60-40 for sure, better, better be
8: has be been put down by lesser punchers than Callum.
15: Yeah, and like, Callum Smith been punching that light heavyweight. He had the... I mean, he, the, he only had that? two
8: fights, and they were both mediocre opposition. But still, man, he had Le-
15: that motherfucker Le- on the Castillo, ground having
8: seizure. Le- Le- Lelin Castillo is the better of the two, and, you know, he'll... Unfortunately, my Dominican brethren may never win a world title. The probability is higher. if Castillo fight Bivol? Uh, yeah, probably. Who, who are, Bivol and Joe Smith? Uh, they they on. I uh, mean, uh, Castillo and, and Joe Smith are on Bivol's resume.
15: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, Bivol didn't have that motherfucker.
8: Yeah, but we all see season, that Bivol is uh. Like yeah, because Bivol's not not, a here, Bivol's not here to knock you out. He's here to outbox you.
15: He's shown you that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. But like I said, man, for me, it's like a 60-40 fight for better beef. Before the week's over, I might say, fuck it, go with the underdog. But like I said, I just feel like with Callum Smith's style, he likes to stand in the pocket, throw that left hook, overhand, right combination. He can have some success, but I just feel like, you know, Bivel, you know, he's so technically skilled with that jab and that power. I just think, like, he... He's going to be just breaking him down, breaking him down, and then he's obviously going to get him out of there. I do think Calvin is going to have some success, though. I do think the fight is a very good fight. I am excited to see my Billy back. That little uh, midget saw motherfucker just, you know, he's just you're fun talking. to watch. But, well, yeah, I'm what excited for this fun? card, man. But, yeah, I think I'm going to have my pick before the end of the week, but I'm slightly leaning.
8: That's the bell, champ. Uh, We got Counterpunch Baby Joker
15: yo
6: can you hear me
8: we hear you baby hater
6: damn what was up with that weird ass caller
8: he's weird because he came at you for being a hater of resumes hey i
6: never i never trashed better be i said he's overrated i said he beat guys that were already beaten by fucking everybody gotta
8: be the guy that's beaten bro like so come on so what did bam do Did bam who he beat
6: no, no, he I've never Kat, seen his trash. I'm telling you. But has I'm Kit Kat not lost
8: though? Like to say, like, oh, you know, he lost already. He got knocked
6: out already. Like, so I mean, that's why that's why I'm saying he's overrated. That's why I'm picking the upset. Cause this dude, I mean, he outside of power, he he's to me he's he's whatever he's, he's slow. He's real slow and he gets hit, he gets hit a lot. I don't know what y'all see on that dude. I mean, he's good, but it's that power. I think he's just too old, Ness. I think he's too old. And he, like I said, Yard, real good fighter, but has been stopped. Joe Smith, real good fighter, but had been stopped too, like. Plus he got them Callum, like the match to tell him. Calum,
8: real good fighter, but lost to us way smaller fight. Like it don't mean nothing. Yeah, but that's Canelo. What you talking about? No, no. It better don't matter.
6: Better be for no Canelo. It don't even matter. Oh, what I'm fuck? saying
8: is that none of that means nothing. Do me he a thousand from betting. My, I'm my fucking bro, at everything, bro. My bro, did Joe Parker not teach you nothing? Barroso
6: ain't teach you nothing. None of that I means nothing. I didn't know who the fuck O'Hara Davis was. <laughs> and, then, and then when I found out he was from, from out there from, from the UK I was like oh, I don't know. And then Tip Salis kept fucking saying it over and over and it made me a believer. That's crazy. So, but yeah. Yeah. I wasn't crashing Arthur. So I just think he's overrated. So you took Tip to Palace's pick and you ain't give him credit? I did. I, I called in the morning. I gave him credit already. Says shout out to Bayless. He was talking that truth with fucking Barroso. Yeah, that's don't Don't, don't be fucking calling me a hater because I ain't a hater. I mean, you the one uh
8: discredited everyone's resume.
6: I didn't discredit him, I'm just I'm just telling you why I think he's overrated. That's it. I think his best win is lost,
8: He's got a loss, he's overrated. Oh, he then, got he got knocked out. He's overrated. So wouldn't why is Baltic why,
6: be his best win? But why is Matisse like 10, not overrated? 10
8: minutes ago? Why is Matisse not overrated? He don't got no big wins and he he got a loss.
6: I think he's kinda of
8: overrated. Yeah, but you've never said it till now. You've never called in and say, hey man, why are they calling this guy the boogeyman? He's overrated. <laughs> like exactly. But it's not your oh, Keep that, that same good. energy, baby. Joka, Anthony, counterpunch.
2: Yes, yes. You know, I had to. You know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm coming right behind him. I'm on his hips. You know what I'm saying? I'm on his neck. No, I'm just playing. Um, I was just responding, really, to the uh, to the gentleman who called in after me, you know, saying, like, I'm super casual, this and that, of what I was saying, but saying I didn't provide any context but you just provided the context that maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't hear the beginning of my call when I was comparing resumes. So if you heard what I said about Bam's resume, it wasn't saying that he's a bad fighter, these are bad fighters. It's comparing his to Arthur Beterbia because my man was saying he was overrated, and I'm saying, like, what? Are you kidding me? Look at these killers he's knocking out, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I don't think Bam's a bad fighter, but I don't watch him. I haven't seen one of his fights, and that's not because, oh, it's some – little guy bias, i just rather see Arthur better be a, you know, actual real killer. You know what I'm saying? And it's little way, guy bias. It's
8: little guy bias. Cause if you, you don't know the people, if you know the people, then you ain't biased. You want to see them, but you don't know them. That's why you're like, who the hell is blah, 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 blah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Maybe it is bias and maybe it's just my enjoyment. What I prefer to watch. You know what I'm saying? I like the, the big scary motherfucker, somebody that I know can kill you with a single punch. You know, that's the stuff that gets me going. I don't like dudes that's going to go 12. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, if you bought your business and getting it done early, I'm there to see that, okay? And um, I, somebody offered me a bet a few shows ago, and I think it was Baby Joker. So how about this? Since you're talking about upset, bet me, Baby Joker. I'll take better BS. You take – uh callum smith you know no problem we can you know we can do it you know because everybody likes to talk but nobody likes to bet that's what y'all were saying right so let's bet put your money where your mouth is you really dicky overrated let's do it you know so I, I'm, I'm i'm excited to see this execution which is what this fight is going to be you know because that's really what this topic is all about it ain't about bam it's about arthur better and callum smith you know Probably gonna go like four or five rounds, I think, and and that'll be a wrap. All these British guys, we we betting against all of them this year. They all fraud. I heard that that British guy that called in like, oh, the Americans were illiterate. Remember? You remember that? You remember that when he called in talking all crazy? You know? But y'all ain't looking so good right now. Wait till Joshua get stretched by Ngannou. Y'all really
3: gonna be sad.
2: So I can't wait. We on the UK neck this year because all these UK guys got a lot a, 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 a lot of things to say after Wilder. You know, Wilder made us look bad, man. He 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 really did. We gotta recover from that, you know. That's how I look at it. So appreciate the time.
8: All right. We got Days, what up?
11: Your time's up, nigga. That's ah, ah. what it do.
8: Chilling.
11: Hey, Nes, man, Hey, everybody listening, man. First of all, shout out to the Boston Boys, the biggest Bumba Ross clock Boston podcast in out of the world. Is it, man? Listen, Listen Arthur man. better be going to brutally knock Callum Smith the fuck out. Better be is nineteen and old. And all 19 wins have came by knockout. Listen to me, man. If you're a betting person, bruh, put your money on Better Beaver to get that knockout. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get the knockout, and then we going to get that fight with Bibble. And we're going to knock Bibble the fuck out. All right? Better Beaver's nigga, bruh. I don't give a fuck if he's 38. If he's 38, he ain't slowing down. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no Deontay Wilder type shit. You know what I'm saying? Ness? This ain't Wilder. This is Better Beef, bro Better Beef is that nigga. All right? We're gonna knock Callum Smith out and then we're gonna knock Bibble out. It's simple, Ness. Put your money on Bibble to knock this nigga out. Simple. That's it. Bibble?
8: When he fighting?
11: No, I'm saying Better Beef is gonna knock out Callum Smith, and then he's gonna knock out Bibble. Oh,
8: okay.
11: You know what I'm saying? Better Beef ain't nothing to play with, bro. This ain't no Deontay Water type shit. Hmm. Bibble is really him, bro. Bibble is that nigga. He's from Russia. You know what I'm saying? Better Beef is going to knock Callum Smith the fuck out. Simple. Salute to the boxing voice. The number one podcast in the world, man. Shout out to Ness. Shout out to Danny. I'm out. Let's get it.
8: Peace. We got Khaled Counter.
9: Yo, Ness, how you doing? Straight. Yeah, bro. Uh, I right, man, so I so so I did watch the episode Great Marketing. Uh, by ESPN trying to market me that Callum Smith is a punch kid, and that he's knocking motherfuckers <laughs> out and all that. They did a good job of selling it because it's like, all right, bro, get the fuck out of here. Like, I watched you fight Canelo, and it wasn't none of that energy. So how am I supposed to now believe that you was timid with the smaller man? Now you about to get in with the bigger man, and now I'm supposed to think that you're going to catch catch with the left hook though? You know, knock him out with the right hand. I'm supposed to believe it. I don't see it, bro. I just don't see it. But, that's but you know, shout out to ESPN. I, and that's not to say that Calvin Swift not a skilled fighter. He's not a good fighter, but it is levels. You know, better be. And whoever's saying we keep throwing this better be old, old shit around, but the trainer made a very good point, subtle point. Lifestyle. That man don't drink. That man don't smoke. That man in the religion. He operating on a different level. That, you know, yeah, you 39, but body probably a little different. So, yeah, I'm going to go with better beef on this. Uh, I did watch the shit, though, Gray Market. I want to see uh, Christian Mobility, though, because I keep hearing about him. I want to see him. I want to see if we throwing them bitches. Hey, what time does the fight start out here? Like, I uh, so, wait, hold up. When I say out here, like, I'm in Indiana Midwest, so we on a different time. So, you know what time it'll be on out here? You central yeah, hell yeah.
8: Uh, I will have to check, but uh, you usually, I want to say, an hour after the East, so uh, I'll check for you in a bit, see if it's on the
9: Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my fault. I want. I ain't trying to do all that extra work and shit. I'm just like, because, cause you know, with the UK times, they be starting at different times. Like, they don't be having, like, they be in the early afternoon or some shit. I'm like, damn, I don't want to miss that shit. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, shout out to Callum Smith and all that. Shout out to uh, Better Be. It's gonna be a good fight. I'ma watch it, but I think it's gonna. I think he gonna get him out of there. Like I don't, I don't believe like how you gonna open up with Better Be. Like I didn't see you open. He they they were showing them highlights. I'm like, damn, where was all this shit against Canelo? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know your shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, granted your shit got busted. Maybe it was drained. Maybe maybe it was some rehydration shit. But he catching and throwing and and up, I'm like, damn, like, what is my fucking decent? Where was all this shit at? But see, I'm not going, Roman. Shout out to DCM marketing. Everything is about marketing. I'm seeing it. Bill Haney's great marketing and all that time. Everything's marketing. I see it, but I can see through it a little bit. Like, see through it a little bit, bro. but what? That's my.
3: Oh, oh, uh, shit.
9: Hey, yo, I'm i I'm i I'm gonna be quick. Biggest fight, um, um,
2: uh, a Devin Haney. Uh, Ryan Garcia,
9: Uh, that's the pay-per-view, and uh, yeah, that's it, fuck it, I'm out.
2: Yo, I don't
8: see an email from them, and uh, it's not on the Instagram, so uh, I'll have to get back to you, let me check though real quick on uh, ESPN, they'll have when the card starts itself, but that will be the, you know, the first fight, not the main event. Um, real quick, looks like we got on the line, uh, I should know this already, but I don't, damn, I do, bet you that's Bo, right, yeah, no, yeah, that is Bo Rogers, what up?
3: What up? with you Ness?
8: Same shit. Another podcast.
3: Was good. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, Arthur. I think he the. Uh, I think he the goods. And uh, I thought I knew he was the goods when I went back a while. It was a couple of years ago. I went back and I watched a fight with him. And uh, you said, you know, they fought. <clears throat> and he knocked. He didn't win the fight, but he knocked him down in that fight. He was on his ass. It was a real good fight. But uh, I knew he was the good back then. And uh, when it comes to uh, people not knowing who fighters are, that's why you got to take your head off to people like Canelo and Tank and guys like that because they like the advertisement for the sport. Like uh, the 168, I wasn't – I'm always been a guy I like the I like the smaller division well like 130 to 147 and occasionally 154 but uh Canello when he went up going up in weight and he went to 168 I felt like that's when he really got it popping I knew who Plant and Benavidez and all them guys were but at that weight division wasn't popping like that till Canelo went up there and got it popping and doing that for one uh, too. So, you know, that's why I don't read really, I don't even give Canelo a hard time no more about who he fight. And the other guys gotta be the ones who fight somebody. Canelo do take his time to get around to everybody, but everybody else just be like they just take it tune up waiting on Canelo now. But uh I I don't know if Canelo could go up there and do anything with uh Better be though. And the Better be and Bill will fight I'm gonna take uh, Better B, even though I know Biffle is the good, but um, uh, Better B, he's special man. He's he pretty tough. He is old, so he is ready for to get caught up. But I believe I believe he could. He still got. I think he got more more gas in the tank. So I'm picking him against anybody he go against for the next two more years. I give him two more years to be on top of things. But I really hope like head of that fight with him and Bill will do happen. 'Cause uh I think that might that might be the one of the best fights that you go get everything you looking for, skills and um I like the boxer, but I like the boxer punchers better. So that's why I'm gonna get an edge to build I mean it better be if that fight happened. And uh the fight this weekend that dude don't stand a chance. Uh but it should be in tank for about four or five rounds. That's all I want to tell you, Ness. Hello?
16: All right, Chan.
8: Like now we heard you. But we heard, your heard you. Copy cool. What it do? What's
16: good, Chan? What's going on?
8: What up with you?
16: Shit, man, chillin'. Yeah, off my of long ass day at
11: work, but yeah, man. Uh, better be.
16: Uh, should win this by knockout, although he's been touched before. Uh, Colin, you know, Smith can't land them long ass, rangy arms. If he could keep him on the outside, hit him with some good shit. Cause he has been touched before by by uh, a lighter punch, if I'm not mistaken. I think he got hurt. Did he get hit by Joe Smith? Was it?
8: Who better be?
16: Yeah, was it Joe or no? Not Joe. It wasn't Joe. He he beat the shit out of Joe. It was some other dude that 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 hurt him. I can't I can't I mean, think of her. Uh, uh,
8: Callum Johnson and Jeff
16: Page. Yeah, that's what it was. So I mean, you know that, and and I I believe Smith is a way better fighter than those guys. So I mean, it, it's potential there to to create an upset, you know. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, the, you know, it, it, I think this is gonna be a better fight than a lot of people think, you know. I don't think it's gonna be a, a walkover like a lot of people are assuming. That better be just gonna walk this guy down, because uh, you know everybody knows that Smiths is, is always on his toes, you know. And if he could keep him on the outside and land some shit, it'll be there will be a decent fight. The question is, like everything is, can he take that power, you know, at seventy five? But um, yeah, man. Oh, for my man that was calling earlier, the fight ain't the fight at ten o'clock Eastern time, so that means that Midwest nah. is nine.
8: Uh, I didn't see 10 o'clock. I just looked it up. Fuck.
16: But on um, box scene got it at 10 p.m.
8: Maybe the main event because ESPN for me the card starts at 2:25. Oh so shit, that, man, that so that's 5:25 for y'all. Five thirty for y'all. And obviously that's the opener, you know. Uh Maloney yeah, yeah, yeah. Maloney's on that card and so is yep. Billy. So, you know, you wanna see those six fighters at least.
16: Yeah, definitely. Not so six a, you fights, a...
8: six fighters.
16: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so then I got to do some – got. i I'm with you then. I got to do some more research because I was looking at Boxing Scene. Boxing Scene said it was at 10 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, the easiest
8: way is to open your app or or to go to ESPN Plus on your .com, and it's going to tell you right there what time it starts. They even got the press conferences, the weigh-in, everything got the schedule is on the video itself, so it tells you it starts at this time.
16: All right. Uh, quick quick thing, a quick add-on. You seen that, uh you seen Schofield and Joe, uh, JoJo uh, Dundee, right? I did see that.
8: I, I I thought about doing that as the show, but I'm like, you know, it's fight week. This is a big fight. You know, Schofield, where, where, where? JoJo Diaz, that shit's been lingering for, like, two years. They've been fake making that fight. Finally made it. Where?
16: Where? And you seen that, they had to be for And that, I don't that even that. know if it's really made
8: it because I only see Schofield said it.
16: You seen they added uh, Pitufo on that Puerto Rico card? You I seen
8: wanted- that, bro. You, t- you, you, you got a late <laughs> super chat. Talking about you might want to go now. I don't want to go, bro. Like, Pitufo, shout out to them for giving him an opportunity because, you know, he got cut. And, like, to get on that card, that's big for him. So, shout out to them for looking out, man. Um, but, nah, what? that card is full of A-sides. That reminds me of the Tank, Hector Garcia pay-per-view, where it's just like... All A-side names, but they in, you know, very lopsided fights.
16: Yeah, I, I want to see who they put them against, but it, it, it just made the fight interesting, and it's an old Puerto Rican card. It's an old Puerto Rican card can't be made. But, all right, champ, let you go, man. I just want to put my two cents in that shit.
8: Nah, for sure. Shout out, shout out. If you're watching this on YouTube, man, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. That subscribe, you know, the goals ain't ain't stopped, man. We still trying to get to that million, but we doing it one sub at a time. Right now, we're at 187,511. So, go ahead and tell a friend to tell another friend to come on over and subscribe, man, to your daily, twice a day. Boxing Podcast, man, giving you something to listen to during your work shift. We usually give you a good eight hours worth of content to get you through your whole work day, you know, so uh, keep tuning in, keep subscribing, and um, we'll be back tomorrow At 6 a.m. to do it all over again. All over again, man. So catch us right here. YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. Don't forget to visit our community page at forward slash community. Days I see you. I thought I got to you. So... Nes GTO. Oh, we got Troll Beta with a fifty dollar suite, and he says never mess with a guy that has a wild, untrimmed beard, shaved head without a fade or a taper or a lineup. He got to be talking about uh Art the Better Beef, Wolverine looking ass in the picture and shit right on the poster. <laughs> Yo, we out. Nes GTO Instagram, and Twitter, peace.